I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying what we do here on the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app. It really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Dave Chaffee, co CEO at Smart Insights. Dave, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Andy. And for those of you who avidly follow this show, you may remember that we last spoke to Dave on the show. I think it went out September the 10th, 2015, so almost two years to the day. In fact, it's two years and five days that we're recording this. It probably won't go out for a, a few weeks yet, but we're recording it about two years after. Do you remember that, Dave? I do, yes. I think we were looking at marketing strategy or yeah. digital strategy as the main thing. And uh, yeah, it would be good to uh, to look at what's new since then uh, yeah. today. And that's what uh, we'll be thanks doing. Thanks for asking me back. Uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, so we're going to be covering uh, getting the old crystal ball out today, aren't we? And, and looking forward to the that's digital right. marketing trends in 2018. I was actually funny because uh, we were just talking before we hit record, weren't we? And uh, I actually, we're recording this on the 15th of September. And uh, over a month ago, I actually heard somebody mention the C word for the first time. Scary. The Christmas word. The Christmas, when I say C word. But um, yes. Anyway, before we do that, uh, just remind our listeners about you, about Smart Insights. What do you do? Sure. So some uh, some listeners may know that I, may know me as a writer. Uh, so I'm author of uh, books like Digital Marketing Excellence and Digital Business and E-Commerce Management. So these are big, meaty uh, textbooks that are used around the world, but by professionals as well mm. doing marketing qualifications. I wrote the first one actually in '97, so I've been uh, following the trends in marketing way, way, way since since way back. Mm. And uh, just in the last five years or so, we launched Smart Insights. So uh, the books are only updated every three years or so, and a lot happens in between. So I wanted uh, to find a way to keep myself up to date and uh, just share what I was finding through consulting and training. Uh, what what was what really matters to businesses and the marketers in businesses to uh, to drive growth from these new techniques we're going to talk about. So you're ideally placed, really, because you've got this kind of, uh, I like to call it a sort of a 50,000-foot view of everything, which is sometimes nice, isn't it, to, to, to get up to the altitude and get a sort of the bigger picture of things. What do you see as, um, I know it's a very sweeping question, but what do you see as some of the biggest trends in digital marketing techniques for sort of 
perhaps looking looking back to 2017, but also looking forward into 2018. Yes, it's it's always interesting to think what what's new when you've been looking at it for so many years, because uh, some of the main channels we use uh, they're 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 constant. So so with that 50,000 foot view. As, as you said, it's it doesn't actually change that much. It's when you go into the details, it's mm. interesting. And just thinking back since, you know, the mid 90s, if we went back that far, search was so important in the beginning, organic. Then we had uh, paid search and AdWords coming in, then social media, then mobile moved to mobile responsive, people looking at conversion rate optimization or, or, or Crow and then marketing automation. So w- what I would say is that all of those sort of mega trends, if you could call them, we've seen over the last 15 or 20 years even, that, that's, that's really all stabilised now. So the, uh, the, the challenge is, is, is looking at what, what are the new details within those channels, and that's, that's what we can look at in, in a moment. But to, to give you an idea of uh, where to focus and perhaps the biggest trends, we always ask around this time of year, actually, we start in September up till Christmas. uh, So we we look at the trends in the year ahead and we ask our audience, what's the single technique that you're excited about in the year ahead, which will give you the uh, the biggest increment, so the biggest growth in leads or sales uh, via the online channel. So not necessarily what what's the biggest driver, but what what's going to give you the biggest uplift. And uh, we're just uh, writing a post on this at the moment. But I thought I, I I dug out what we said a year ago, and we could look at what's what's different. And the big the big three were actually content marketing, mm. big data, and marketing automation through through email in 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 the main. And followed up by mobile and, and social media. So if you, if you're looking for that, uh, was it fifty thousand feet or meters view? Uh, I think I said feet, but it could be meters. It okay, could be fifty thousand kilometers, metric, shouldn't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think content marketing marketers have been really excited about this, as I have over the last two or three years, because it's a, a great way to 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 integrate all of the different channels that we we have now and get them working together as one and mm. i when when we research what the uh, the challenges and pain points of marketers are the, this integration of all the many channels we've got at our disposal is the uh, is 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 the biggest challenge so i mm. my, my my view is that most businesses can really benefit from a content marketing strategy and look at how they map content across the customer journey uh, whether that's the the website and and, and mobile but also um, email social media and, uh, and 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 search as as well it's quite interesting actually because you've you've got this quite nice graph because you mentioned just verbally the what the top three were and we'll come on to the other two in a minute uh-huh. so you've got content marketing um is it 20.3 percent i was really surprised to see that big data which is the second one really massive at 20.2 percent Tell us, yes, tell us that's right. That. Yeah, there's. I, I was surprised as well because I I, I think it's uh, one of those Empress New Clothes uh, labels brought yeah. in by the vendors. I think it was IBM here to uh, to help sell their consulting yeah. services and their new tech. And I think IBM have done a fantastic job with Watson, their AI tool, uh, sort of building up the hype around that. I think the reason it was twenty percent is the full question actually. Uh, it said big data and using analytics for marketing. Ah. So I think marketers know the value of uh, you know, mining into their Google analytics or their email social 
listening results and, and getting the value from them. Yes. So I'd say it's probably small data that would explain <laughs> what, what, why it's that, that, that large. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they focus on the uh, maybe they focus on the analytics bit rather than the big data bit. Yeah, that's right. For me, the shocker was actually going further down. If you look at, you know, I've been involved with search marketing and SEO for forever, really, since I started, because it's so important to drive volume for most businesses and quality as well. And it was chosen by just 4% of people. Mm. And I think if whatever the business um, where there's an intent for people to look for your products and services uh, you're you're going to be able to grow through SEO if you get it right and the mm. same with CRO that was just six percent as 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 well and um, I, I do wonder whether some businesses are following the right trends yeah it's fascinating isn't it and then marketing automation um, we talked about automation quite a few times uh, in the, in the the show i mean 10.3% that's quite a big uh, a big sort of jump from the two top ones and then it's sort of marketing automation which is interesting as well yeah that that that's right we 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 do quite a bit of research with uh, the marketing automation email vendors and when we actually look at whether people are using the the tools so things uh, techniques like welcome sequences or nurture sequence multiple personalized emails dynamic content these sort of techniques we find most people to generalize aren't actually using many of them they may be not segmenting at all so they're just doing batch and blast or they've got a small group of say three or four core segments um so the thing with martech it's one thing to uh, to subscribe to a service it's really taking advantage of the features for personalization which uh, is is often missed but i guess that's where people were looking to see the growth from sending more more, more relevant comms now interestingly you mentioned uh that uh, look certainly looking sort of in 2017 things weren't changing massively but it was more the details i was just wondering uh, getting chris crystal ball out looking forward into 2018 what do you think is genuinely or going to be genuinely sort of new and innovative uh, in 2018 yes it's uh, it's often a challenge for me when i look at the trends and what's genuinely new and i i've been quite excited about all the the noise and buzz about machine learning and and, and ai mm. and i think there's there's been that hype about it this year and people are starting to learn uh, about what, what the what the options are i think in 2018 we'll start to see people uh, using the techniques more. There's been, there's been some early adopters. Uh, one of the things we've written about on the Smart Insights blog is like Pizza Express are using Facebook Messenger as a, uh, a booking engine mm. where you can actually have a chat conversation with the chatbot and book. And it's it might sound a bit clunky, but it's actually quite cool and works works pretty, pretty well. That's worth taking a look at. IKEA using something similar with some uh, customer research tools they're using and then of course there's people talk a lot about ai i think they don't when you actually look into it as, as a marketing application it's machine learning that's important so using the historical data and then um, predictive analytics so you can deliver more relevant more targeted emails and like i said earlier many people haven't set those up uh, manually so if rather than doing them rules-based, you can get the technology to deliver the right message, right time, right person. I yeah. think that's really quite exciting if, to see whether the, the, the tech vendors can come up with something that's, uh, that, that's effective. I know you've got some thoughts on, again, you alluded to this earlier about integrating all the different techniques as well. What do you see happening there, Dave? 
yeah, I, th- I think a new way of, of thinking is really needed to take advantage of all the techniques. We've been writing a lot about uh, customer life cycle and how you map the best types of content through the life cycle. But w- w- one trend we are seeing is um, people have seen videos becoming more and more popular. Vid- video is actually through YouTube is the main source of interactions that Google has with its audience. Now it's actually overtaken the uh, the good old search results page, yeah. which shows the importance of, of, of video. And of course, of course, we've got virtual reality, augmented reality coming in. Uh, then we've got personalization as well uh, on the website. I think that's it's something that retailers have been doing for years. But other businesses who are uh, perhaps business to business services, they can they can start to be using the tools now available for giving personalized content recommendations, for, for example. I think the other thing that's um, that's new, which answers a, a challenge, is although all businesses have got Google Analytics, that it's not so good for understanding individual customer detail and getting this mythical uh, 360 degree view of the customer. So these technologies such as CDPs, customer data platforms, th- those are going to become more widely used. And we're seeing as well that for some applications, like if you think of retargeting where, where someone's visited a website and you're serving ads on maybe Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, on Google, remarketing search list ads, all of these different places, you can do that by going to each of those platforms individually. Mm. But there's a lot of work involved. But if you use a technology like AdRoll, for example, and some of the other retargeting services, you are able to go to a single place and it will work out using machine learning, mm. the best place to, uh, to to advertise. Not everyone will want to lose that control, though. That's one of the interesting things with AI. We've looked at AdRoll and we've actually decided we prefer to optimize our ads separately on, mm. say, Facebook, LinkedIn uh, and, and Google. One other tool I wanted to mention, which is, is genuinely you know, brand new, AdRoll has been around a few years now. Mm. Someone on the Smart Insights Facebook group was asking about uh, what is a tool to bring together all this uh, retargeting data in one place so you can really see well how it's working, what, what's not working. Mm. And there's a new startup actually based in Israel called Rivery. Yeah. So that's spelled as in river, as in the water body flowing yeah. with a Y and then dot IO. Yeah. So that, that that's worth checking out if you've got that challenge of managing all the different data sources uh, for, from online ads and seeing what's working and what's what's not. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, going to the more to the human side of things and looking uh, maybe the last few months, maybe the last year, I'm just wondering if there are any trends at the moment in the way that marketing is being managed Yes, uh, I, I think that there is quite quite a big trend, actually. And I'm particularly interested in this at Smart Insights because we look at the, the human side. So careers, skills and, and digital transformation, how businesses update their strategy and processes and analytics to to, to compete really in, in, in the very competitive marketplace. Mm. So one of the things that we've always been interested in is how many people, given the competition, do actually plan and think, how can we get an edge? How should we be measuring these new online channels? Where is our growth going to come from? And what we've seen traditionally is that many people don't have a digital marketing plan. It can be as many as half of businesses. And I think that raises an interesting human or cultural question of why not? Because yeah. I think if you ask most people, uh, is it a good idea to have a plan, a business plan, marketing plan, a plan for digital, they would say yes. But the reality in the real world uh, where, where people are firefighting and are, you know, launching new campaigns, new products is they is they don't. Mm. Um, so we are seeing a bit of we're still seeing people um, generating those digital plans. But the big trend is looking at digital transformation. And this is perhaps mid or large businesses. But when we researched this, we found that a third of businesses said in the next 12 months they were looking to implement a digital transformation program, which is really, I think, acknowledging that they may have been using digital marketing before, but they weren't taking full advantage of it and they were maybe falling behind mm. compared to competitors. So they're really investing in it. They're putting in place the resources and the plans, the measurement to to, to really as a foundation for the future. Because they're, they're, I think there's around 20 percent of businesses who already have that in place, but only 10 percent have it have had it for the last couple of years so i think that's that that's what what we're seeing there there's a particular technique that i like for for those bigger businesses and that's introducing a a digital marketing or a marketing center of excellence a coe yeah. is the, uh, the the buzzword there and there's more people looking at that which i think you need because of all the uh, the complexity of digital marketing and measuring it and integrating it you're, you're always going to need some digital marketing specialists in a business or an agency to to just keep on top of the latest changes and to mm. decide how you use them but I think calling it a digital centre of excellence isn't that forward thinking. I think now we should be thinking towards the post-digital world where digital is just part of marketing as, as a whole. Yeah. And it's, it's more looking at the marketing technology, marketing measurement across the board. And that includes online plus offline and multi-channel marketing yeah. as well. So how does that work then, Dave? Is it like the, 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 the bit of a mouthful, Digital Marketing Centre of Excellence, the COE, is that just like a group of people in the company, like a department, if you like, of sort of expertise, or is it a bit more fluid than that? 
Yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. And it may, uh, you'll, you'll, you will have a, often a centre, central group. And if it's international, they'll, they'll often be in one country, but there might be specialists in other countries as well. So mm-hmm. there might be someone in the Netherlands, Germany, uh, US and, and, and so on. But the, the, the general idea is that you're training up people in modern marketing rather than digital marketing skills. So in time, I think what businesses have seen is that specialist e-commerce or digital marketing teams have shrunk because they can be silos and there's a problem of integration. So those should shrink away and the marketing, digital marketing skills should go into the brand and product marketers. But you are always going to need this this core group of people in a, let's call it a DMCOE, still a mouthful. <laughs> Now, just uh, homing in a bit, because I was interested in uh, some specific techniques, what's been happening in, in, like, for example, in organic and paid SEO, as an example. Yes, that's right. As I say, these uh, when when you look at the reality, uh, there's a lot of hype about uh, social media still. We, we're seeing that this week in social media week. But for a retailer, the top three or four channels are usually organic, AdWords, email marketing, for, for acquisition and converting um, existing customers and maybe mm. affiliate partner marketing as well. So getting SEO right and, and looking at the latest option in AdWords, so things like bid adjustments, all the extensions that they've got now to, uh, to, to engage with audience in SERPs, remarketing, retargeting, as I mentioned earlier, th- those are all important. And Google has been adjusting those. If uh, if you look at their page of all the changes in AdWords, that they, they've made quite a few changes through the year. On, on SEO, it's interesting. You all know the uh, the Moz. There's like a an algorithm history of all the things that changes mm. in in terms of the ranking factors and the spam penalties like Penguin and, and, and Panda. And um, I was just looking at that before the call, actually, to see what's new. So I, I knew about this algorithm, Fred, that people were talking about back in back in March, which yeah. was one one of the big fluctuations in in SERPs that people saw. But actually, since then, Moz hasn't updated that page at all. Hmm. Whereas in previous years, there'd have been 10, 15 updates. So either someone at Moz has taken their eye off the ball, or there aren't as many changes, uh, sort of top level changes in in Google, or or certainly ones they're announcing. Maybe it's because Matt Cutts has has moved on. So so for me, anyway, in, in SEO, the big change we've seen is in 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 AMP the um, the mobile advanced mobile pages. Mm. Uh, so although we're a B two B service, we implemented AMP at the start of the year, and we've seen a big growth in those pages. Which these are the ones where Google doesn't link you through to the site, but they have effectively served a cache version of your pages because Google's all about speed. So they're effectively serving content from their their servers. So. Okay. I'd say most publishers are on top of AMP, but perhaps most end businesses aren't. But if your audience is using mobile and you've perhaps got a, a blog where you're publishing regularly, I think it's definitely one to look at. The other um, recommendation I'd make about search, uh, and this is something we've seen over the last one or two years, really, is that Google's feet uh, serving richer content into the search results page. So no longer the links, um, the, the blue links and, and uh, meta descriptions only, mm. but the, uh, the the rich answers. Yes. And uh, if, if anyone doesn't know, I mentioned the Moz 
algorithm history. There's another tool they've got in uh, what's called the Mozcast, which which looks at the features in the SERPs and how important they are. Yeah. And that will show you for I think it's around 10,000 keywords they monitor different, say, image features and rich answers, answering people's questions has become more and more important. Mm. So if you're not writing your copy, uh, structuring your links in, in such a way that you're answering those questions, you're really missing out. And of course, that this fits in with more and more voice search as as well, which is the, the, the natural language processing. So there's still Google are making changes in those areas, and we've seen fluctuations that if you drop from, say, position one to three, it can make quite a big difference. So you, you have to be in, on top of the details of, yeah. of those features. Yeah, it's, a, it's a huge uh, subject, that is, these rich SERPs. Uh, yes. It's something which I think we should definitely uh, have a look at down the road. Um, if you had one top tip or takeaway for our audience, Dave, what would it be? Or several, indeed. No, I can give one or maybe several tools. Um, we, yeah, we, we like to support marketers in their careers. And of course, keeping up to date is, is, is what we try to help our, our members do at Smart Insights. But yeah. having the right tools to do that, you can subscribe to lots of uh, blogs, but it, it's really surfacing the ones which are the big trends that are important. So my, my tip was going to be around tools like Feedly. Some of you may know RSS feeds aren't cool, but yeah. Feedly is Cool. What since Google stopped their reader service, more and more people have used that, and it now automatically shows you the voice of the crowd. So, what's what? What are the most popular articles and posts rise to the top? So you don't have to yes. spend so much time filtering through them. So I think that's a smart way to learn. The other one, I the other tool I wanted to mention, um, our, our team mentioned this to me um, earlier in the year because it's brand new. It's a tool called Zest, which is a nice uh, zingy name. Mm. It, if you're looking for it, it's actually zest.is. It's not an Icelandic company, which mm. I believe that is. It's um, an Israeli startup. Ah. And what they do, it's a, it's a Chrome extension, which you'll see in a new tab, and it serves all the um, the latest content from the blogs, but it's actually curated for marketers. Ah. And again, it uses a sort of voting system to, to surface the content that's most useful and and people need to take action on. Hmm. So, so yeah, I think those those two tools would be a, a takeaway for, to help people prepare uh, into 2018. Well, Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. How can our listeners find out more about you, more about Smart Insights? That's a pleasure, Andy. Uh, Thanks for posing the questions. And yes, it's uh, smartinsights.com. What we offer are templates and tools uh, to help people create plans for campaigns or longer term transformation plans. But we also hope to help people in their careers. So I'd say if if you're new to Smart Insights, check out our graders and our personalized learning plans. So one of the trends in content marketing, I think, is making it a bit more interactive. And we've tried to follow that trend. So so now we've got interactive assessments which recommend the most relevant content for, for, for our members. So they're to help people develop in their careers and, and get that all important uh, new job or, or pay rise. So uh, I hope those are, those are useful. The other thing I'd say uh, before we close is uh, um, LinkedIn is probably my preferred network. I I do like uh, questions and that's a good place to follow my updates. So please get in touch through LinkedIn if you do have any questions. Thanks, Dave. And thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash 
IM podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That'd be fantastic. Um, we're always open to questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at sitevisibility. If you want to continue the conversation, remember we also have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Dave. Thanks, Andy, and all the best for 2018, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.